0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: It's a Guy Jeans podcast.
2: My guest today is Andrea Price. She is an ag instructor at Bakersfield College. She grew up in the suburbs of Los Angeles County and moved to Bakersfield after graduating high school. She began working in the horse industry and has accumulated over 20 years of experience. She earned her AS degree in Animal Science at Bakersfield College and her BS in Livestock Production Management at Fresno State. She then started working in the beef industry for seven years and while working, she completed a Masters of Ag Science degree in Integrated Resource Management from Colorado State University. She is head coach of the newly formed women's wrestling team, and she is the coach of the rodeo team at Bakersfield College. My conversation with Andrea is awesome, and we talk about how she started the rodeo team and also her endeavors with the women's wrestling team. Hi, Andrea. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
2: I'm doing really good, and thank you for being on my podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: I'm uh, super interested in what you do, being a ladies wrestling coach and a rodeo coach. So can you tell me uh, about the wrestling uh, coaching, and then we'll talk about the, the rodeo coaching as well. So how did you get into becoming a a wrestling coach?
1: Well, actually, it's kind of a funny story that does have to do with rodeo, of why I uh, became the Bakersfield College women's wrestling coach um, so I wrestled in high school, uh, for junior and senior year. And then I helped out, um, a couple years ago at South high, I, I was coaching, uh, assistant coaching there. And then I got into refereeing. Um, oh, okay. and so I've been a referee for the high schools for a few years. And, um, you know, so I've, I've always been involved in wrestling as I've loved this sport, um. You know, I would have wrestled myself in high school if there was a team, but when uh, when I did go, or sorry, uh, college, when I came to BC, um, you know, they only had the men's team, and I mm-hmm. wasn't quite 125 pounds to be able to <laughs> wrestle that weight class. I mean, I'd, I'd love to be that problem now, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, the... The men's team had had a few girls on the on their team, you know, not enough to really form their own, but uh, just this last year, um, there was enough interest, and they said, well, uh, enough other schools are going to be having their own women's team. Um, we'd like to have a team at BC, so would you like to be the coach, And or do you know of coaching um, a person who would like to coach? And I said, heck yes, please put me in, and, and that was kind of how it, how it went.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So is women's wrestling becoming more popular?
1: Absolutely. So yeah, you know, I wrestled in the early two thousands, um, you know, right when women's wrestling was introduced into the Olympics. Uh Um, and ever since then, I mean, it's just been one of the fastest growing sports and, um, I think it's, the fastest for women's growing sports. Um, really? you know, all of our high schools in Kern County, we all have, uh, girls wrestling teams. Um, you know, we're getting more community colleges with women's teams more universities. I think there's only four D one universities across the United States that have a women's team, but that we're trying to add to it, you know, cause it's, it's a big demand and, uh, it's a good sport.
2: And you're refereeing too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I also uh referee for the high schools. It it keeps me involved at um you know, it, it was my contribution to the sport. Now I can do a little bit more and actually be uh, helping these um young athletes figure out how to wrestle in college as well. So it's 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 pretty cool.
2: I um I've heard some crazy stories, man. I have uh, a couple friends who are coaches and it's it's <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. I mean, like some of the parents get like really into it and it's like you got to like uh, a friend of mine uh, is a wrestling coach, and he had to throw uh, a parent out. Like they're yeah. they're so into. Do you run into that too?
1: Um, I ignore a lot of things.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> I, that must be hard, though, huh?
1: It is, oh and God. that's a a big reason why a lot of people don't like to ref because not only do they have to deal with the coaches, they have parents, they have athletes. Sometimes that'll give them attitude. But, um, for the most part, you know, if you're doing your job correctly, then no one can really complain. And it's, it's not really the referee's job to make a good match. It's the, the wrestlers. And so mm-hmm. as long as you focus on them being the the center of attention, then everything else just kind of goes away.
2: Yeah. You know, my, I have two daughters and, yeah. um, you know, one of them is actually goes to Bakersfield college and, um, she was an athlete and, uh, my, my younger daughter's an athlete as well. And she's only 15, but you know, the parents, some of the parents in the, in the, uh, audience, Oh my God, they (laughs) just are out of control. It's like, guys, (laughs) calm down, you know? Yeah. And they give the refs a hard time and, you know, and those guys are out there, you know, they're, they're not making very much money and they're just, you know, they're just, it's probably like a little side gig that they do for, for fun or whatever, yeah. you know, stay in shape. Or they're retired, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah up and r- got... Run up and down the courts, you know, stay in shape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah. I so feel...
1: it's, it's just, you You really hope that the parents are, a lot of them are just excited about their, their kid and going, you know, competing. So you, you kind of give them that break. But, you know, for the most part, The parent, the uh, coaches will corral the parents and if needed, like I've never been in the situation, hopefully never will be, of where I have a a parent coming after me. I did have a parent that was also a coach that Uh. really kind of got after me and I was like, hey, you know, this is, this is a sport, you know, the sport, I didn't do anything wrong, you know, (laughs) chill, go back, (laughs) we're, we're
2: finished, <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, the UFC and some of the uh, the ladies that are are coming from? Like, I'm assuming from like wrestling and then getting into martial arts and then going into that. What do you do? You watch that or do you? What do you think about I that?
1: I do every I do every once in a while. I'm not like an avid. I'll watch this particular sport. Yeah. And know all the people and like know all the, yeah. the um, you know, details of it. I'm a big supporter of whatever people find enjoyment of.
2: You nice. know, if if like that's that.
1: something that they want to compete in, like, I can't do it because I can't, like punch somebody in the face and like make them bleed i just would feel kind of bad right. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. you i can i can appreciate like oh man that was a really good angle and yeah. you know she landed it perfectly and man right. she's not backing down she's got the good attitude right you know that's that's kind of what i focus on yeah
2: there's <laughs> you know the the sportsmanship too i mean and some of some of the the, uh, the women um, that I've seen in the UFC, their their attitudes are really great, you know? And then, yeah. and then there's some that are, like, really not yeah. that great, you know? <laughs> and, the, and the ones that usually yeah. win are the ones that are humble and, and uh, pretty right. respectful, it seems like.
1: <laughs> and that's just kind of life, you know? If you're yeah. being a pain in the butt and grouchy about everything, it's just not going to come as easy to you. But if you're learning from your mistakes and moving forward, then eventually things kinda of shine and, and you get to reap the benefits of it. So yeah, I I can say I agree. <laughs>
2: how does a how does a girl become uh or how, how does she get into wrestling? Um like does she just approach you and say, Hey, I wanna to try to wrestle? Or do they have to That's have...
1: really like right now, yeah, I'm trying to get all the I have about eight wrestlers on my team right now. Um I'm telling them, bring your friends, bring your sisters, bring the people you like, bring the people you don't like, like bring mm-hmm. everybody because um I've got an assistant uh, slash one of my older uh wrestlers that she's she's kinda wanting to hang up her competition shoes, but she's still like wanting to be on the mat. So I'm like, Okay, let's put you in a leadership position of running the running the um part of the practice and I can work with the youngins you know the ones that don't know anything so we kind of have that opportunity to do both of like if you've never been on the mat before but you're interested in it it's still you you can come out and you know I don't have a full roster so I'm not going to turn anybody down
2: (laughs) so like if they uh, you know they let's say that they're wrestling at 125 pounds do they have to come in at 125 pounds or less And then if they're over like a pound, do they have to get down to that 125? How does that all go down?
1: It depends. Um, Like if you're signed up, if if we had a roster of, I think it's 101 all the way up to 235, and we had a person at each uh, weight class, then that wrestler would try to make that weight class that they're at. So like um, 150 so they'd have to make 150 you know where you are the day before you go weigh in yeah. so you know if if you're having trouble making that weight then sometimes that's not the weight class for you or maybe you're like way under and um you don't perform as well because you're too close to the next weight class down uh, when everyone else has like an an extra 2 3 pounds on you yeah um so like it when you get down to it, yeah. If if you're going for that weight class, and yes, you would have to um, maybe go on an extra run, or you know, not eat as many cheeseburgers that week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. but um, you definitely like keep your uh, intake and your outtake, your your expenditure of energy um, down to a T, so that you really know where you're going to be at, and you can make that weight class.
2: Okay. So what makes a good wrestler?
1: I, you know, think attitude. Um, yeah. You know, we were just talking about the UFC fighters. Your your attitude, if you're, you know, not really the most agile and maybe a little slow, you can still beat the ones that are studs by uh, just staying after it. Like, there's some, some really good wrestlers uh, technically, Mm -hmm. but they can't really keep up with stamina. Or um, there are some really strong, muscular wrestlers, but they just are too slow on on the um, reaction or taking their shot when it's their chance. So that's what's so cool about wrestling is that there's so many different things. So having good stamina, having good agility, having good reaction time, Um, and then the mental fortitude to keep moving, even when you are tired Uh and you know that that wrestler that you're going against is tired too, being able to just work through that, that's, that's what really is a good wrestler. Um, and you know, sometimes you'll have good days and sometimes you'll have bad days and, um, you know, but you, you can lean on your technique a little bit more and be a little faster for someone who is usually stronger than you. So it's, it's not always just you have to have this, this, and this, you can mold it to, to make it work for you. And it's, that's, what's so cool about it. Cause sometimes it's like a toss up of like, who's going to be the winner. Cause you yeah. really thought it was this. And then all of a sudden there's an up, upset and the other person won. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's always fun. It's never what you think it's going to come out like.
2: <laughs> so you're a rodeo coach, too.
1: Absolutely,
2: what, yes. What does is, is a rodeo coach do? How do you do that?
1: Um, for this uh, rodeo coach position, I'm the college coach. Um, so really, I schedule out practices. I help uh, a lot of the students like figure out what events they want to compete in. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is paperwork of just doing the admin part. Um, since all of these, you know, well, what I'm dealing with, they're all in college, they're all adults. For the most part, they already have an idea of what they want to do or what they want to compete in. So I'm just really their advocate to get them into the rodeo um, that's coming up, make sure they make all the deadlines, make sure they're staying on top of their and It's a lot of what we do for all the other athletic departments. You know, make mm-hmm. sure their grades are good, make uh, sure okay. they're... Um, Aware of what competitions are coming and how to get that paid for, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty similar to any other coach um, yeah. position. Yeah.
2: So, so, Bakersfield College has a rodeo program. That's so cool. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, this that, is our third year. Um, that's awesome. It's, it's it's been a whirlwind just trying to get it going. Um, but yeah, and that's what I I like to hear that people say, Well, I never knew because that means that more people are learning about it. So, yeah. you know, it's kinda of getting me down for a while. I was like, Why doesn't anyone know about it anymore? But yeah. we're only in our third year and um what's what's hopefully gonna put us on the map this year is that uh-huh. we're having our first home rodeo. Uh-huh, um sure where all the other colleges come to our town and they get to compete in our town.
2: Oh no so, nice. where yeah, do you guys do that at?
1: It's gonna be at the Kern County Fairgrounds Oh on, uh, yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, that's so, cool. that's cool. I'm
1: excited. Have you have
2: you guys <laughs> have you guys done the uh, Kernville rodeo?
1: Not as a college, but uh individual competitions, Yes. Oh, okay. They they've all entered individually. That is um an open rodeo so anyone can go from like 12 years old to 212 you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah we've we've helped out um i don't think we were able to help out at kernville this last year Uh um we did have a couple barrel racers and breakaway ropers a couple bull riders um, from from Bakersfield area that do go to BC that they went up and competed so it's it's always that's a good rodeo to watch.
2: Yeah, when is your guys' rodeo?
1: It's going to be November 11th. Oh, nice. uh, so it's on Veterans Day.
2: Okay, cool. We'll definitely promote that. Yeah, I think cool. you know getting the word out there. I mean, this is another way to get it out there. I mean, there's a lot of listeners that listen to this podcast, so they'll they'll learn about it and hopefully go. Check it yeah, out. You know,
1: that's where you know I I was asked the other day of what our expected uh, attendance is, and I said, well, you know, the fairgrounds told me that the the grandstands hold three thousand seven hundred people, so that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: of course, yeah, absolutely. I want to
1: have every single seat filled. You
2: know? Absolutely. So. what? So how do these? Um, They're youngsters too, young young people. How do they practice? Do they have a place that they go and practice at at, uh, BC, or do they practice at their their houses, their own ranches, and stuff like that?
1: With it being our third year, um, we're still we don't have like a home. Uh, practice arena Uh but um you know most the first two years we were just using you know the the students backyards and you know whoever had an arena or who had a little bit of open space um this last year we've been able to practice down at rancho rio stables the cowboy church and the uh bakersfield youth rodeo club have allowed us to use their arena so it's been awesome we're able to practice down there twice a week and then um we That's practice cool. another time. I know it's it's because it's got roping boxes and it's got lights. And, you know, we're not like having to have headlights out so that uh-huh. we can see in the dark. Oh know.
2: Yeah. old school. <laughs> you know. Huh? Yeah. What, what what um what about like are they doing like bull riding and bronc riding? Like some of the the kids doing that kind of stuff too.
1: We had a bull rider. We had one bull rider last year,
2: um,
1: <laughs> and he was so excited. I, I kept trying to get him all year long, and he finally said, "Yeah, he'll do it." Oh. Uh, so he was able to go compete in Las Vegas um, at the UNLV Rodeo. So, um, but he was practicing over at Jerry Tenoco's. Uh, it's the Tenoco's Bucky Bulls. Uh huh. Um, So that's a place off of Fairfax. It's a practice pen that a lot of youngsters get to go um, practice there. And I think that he went over once or twice over to Funny Farm. Uh, It's Frankie Cadena also has a bull riding arena. Um, Awesome bulls, awesome people. I mean, they're, I just kind of, my rough stock people I send over there because they've got the setup, they've got the bulls, they've got the help. Um, and they've got the good knowledge of like what it takes to actually ride bulls. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I send them over to them.
2: How does, how do you feel about the, you know, I see some of the bull riders wearing helmets and then some of them not wearing helmets and it's kind of like the same thing with like surfing, you know, you're starting to see more surfers, you know, like at pipeline wear helmets and some of them don't wear helmets, you know? So how do you feel about that?
1: I think whatever continues the sport is what we need to do, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> right. um, I had a friend, so I went to college up at Fresno, and uh, I'd go to Jerry Brown's bull riding every Thursday night, and, you know, I'd go watch them all ride. And a uh, couple years later, he was still riding bulls, and he had a bull step on him, and it um, crashed the helmet.
2: Oh my and
1: I took his ear off, oh. but if he wasn't wearing the helmet, he would have died. So, yeah. you know, I know it might look weird or feel funny, but if it's the protection of the yeah. rider and, you know, it makes them more confident and doing things more correctly, it's not going to hurt the bull, not going to hurt the people around. So yeah. I'm for it.
2: Yeah. yeah. So what about clowns? How does, how do, did you guys have clowns too?
1: Do you, are you saying you want to come be our clown for the event? <laughs> I
2: would love to do that. <laughs> do, you, do you have to find those people to do that? Or are they, is there p- professional people that do that?
1: There there are professional clowns. Um, this year we're kind of low budget, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're just starting out You know, as basic uh-huh. as we can. We're not going to have a clown. But we will have some entertainment for um, our rodeo. We're going to have the Escanamusas. Um, what are they? I think it's their last name, their, their full name. So they do in the full Mexican dress and they do kind of like a drill team. Uh-huh. It's really cool to watch. Um, so they're going to be our entertainment. Cool. Um, so no, we won't have a clown there poking at people in the stands, but I'm but, sure that um, our announcers will be keeping yeah. everyone awake.
2: <laughs> Those clowns. I mean, they're they're the, the people that are protecting the cowboys and the the rodeo folks. They're they're called oh, they're called clowns, right? The ones that kind of dress those, like clowns.
1: Those would be your bullfighters.
2: Okay. And yeah, they,
1: we do. Those are required.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, and don't they yeah. dress? Sometimes they dress like in clown suits, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll have some. Sometimes they'll have face paint, or sometimes they'll just have you know a little uh distracting outfits so that you know they they get the bull's attention when when needed like Uh, oh like little flags on their pants and things
2: yeah yeah Uh, yeah that's a gnarly job man i mean (laughs) those guys uh they're running and i mean and is that that's like kind of a paid position right like those guys yeah and you start is there levels in that like some of those guys move up into the into like the national you know, rodeos, oh, yeah. and, and they get paid more kind of a thing because they're good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah, no, yeah. there's um, actual bullfighting competitions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and those are pretty cool to watch. And, well, they're, they'll throw a bull in the arena, and, you know, you get judged on how you do your spins or your jumpovers or your uh, turnbacks or how you, yeah, it's that's even a, a little competition in itself, not just a paid gig. So, okay. yeah, they're, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, uh, those guys are, like, some serious athletes. A lot of people probably even, probably have no idea, huh? They bend <laughs> around and stretch over here and do all that. Plus, they, they get sometimes launched themselves by the pool. <laughs> yeah, they? yeah,
1: do their own. Up- and then they land correctly, too. You're like, what in the world? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, like, I wish I could have half the agility that they show fight bulls. I wish I could take that and, like, transform it over to my wrestlers because, like, it's like you know, it, movement is movement, and if you can do it good in in the arena, and you can do it good on the wrestling mat, you know, you'd be like taking everyone out, so go you, for a takedown out of yeah, out of nowhere.
2: Totally. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you have uh, horses as well?
1: Yes, yeah. I have four horses.
2: There you I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I wish I could have like two hundred. Like I love my horses. They're horses
2: they're awesome. Horses are awesome. You know, I I used to do a lot of packing. Yeah, uh, have, You know, I have a fly fishing business up here in Kernville. And so we would go up into the golden trout wilderness and everything. And, you know, when I first started doing that, I, d- I don't do it any uh, anymore, but I did it for about uh, 10 years straight. Uh-huh. And um, the first year I did it, man, I was a mess you know because I hadn't ridden a horse all that much Uh (laughs) I was pretty jacked up but after a while you know like the second or third year it it started not to hurt me anymore it was really really strange you know but um, I loved it you know you go way back into the wilderness um, with your your horse and and uh, pack animals you know and we would fly way back there have you ever done any of that kind of stuff
1: I've done a little bit out of the current plateau. Uh, yeah, I did some camping back in there, uh, Uh some trail rides, but I've always wanted to do a pack trip, but we haven't done that yet. So I don't know. Every summer I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to disappear for like a week or maybe two weeks, or maybe a month. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't done it yet.
2: You know, it's crazy. You know, like after a while, you know, you're, um, uh, you get to know the animals, you know, their yeah. their, their names and, you know, their personalities. And uh, I'll tell you a little story. So we, we, we were way, way back in there and I would take um, six to eight people in at a time. And so wow. these are huge pack trains, right. With uh, all these horses, but also the, all the mules that brought, uh-huh. uh, brought all our gear in. Right. And so um, there was always this, there was this one mule named popcorn and popcorn was always starting something like with with the other mules and stuff and and uh popcorn one time bit one of the other mules when they're going up a, up this trail and it just oh, no. turned into a nightmare you know like the whole pack i don't know if you've ever seen that happen like it's yeah, all
1: full apart oh
2: my god fly rod over here sleeping bags over there you know they're running down the trail i mean it's just a complete chaos you know yeah. Oh yeah, I, and and I call it horse drama, but it's like it, it would happen quite a bit, you know. Oh,
1: it's always in the worst spots. Like yeah. it can't happen out <laughs> in the middle of like flat area where you can pick everything up. But yeah, yeah.
2: So I I, um, I we had a couple of uh, interesting accidents back there too with people, and and then I'm like, uh, I think I'll, I'm going to do something else because people are started getting hurt and stuff, you know. Different, yeah. and it was kind of getting bad out there. But, um, so what else can you tell me, uh, about, uh, the rodeo and stuff, anything else going on? Like, uh, any other ones lined up for after November?
1: Um, we actually have one the day before it's going to be up in Course gold. Uh, Fresno state is putting theirs on oh. and then, um, ours is November 11th. So that'll finish off our fall season. Uh, spring season starts up out in West Hills or at, uh, West Hills college in Kalinga. And I believe that Alan Hancock is also having their first rodeo um, this this uh, season too. So um, and then after that we go to uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, so we get to go out to the beach. Awesome, we all love that one. Uh-huh. Um, Cal Poly Incuesta hosts that rodeo, and then the final is at um, in Las Vegas at the South Point Arena uh that's hosted by university of nevada las vegas so we get to spend like the whole weekend the middle of may out out in vegas it's pretty cool
2: (laughs) that's so cool so if somebody's listening to this podcast and wants to join the the rodeo crew um or rodeo is it called rodeo team or rodeo club or
1: we have both
2: okay if they want to join that how do they how do they join that and how do they get uh, in touch with you
1: the Rodeo Club, it's open to all Bakersfield College members. Um, we host a meeting every, I think it's the first Monday of every month. Um, so that's anyone can join that as long as they're going to Bakersfield College. Uh, for joining the team to be able to compete on the collegiate level, uh, there are a few rules. Uh, you have to do membership. You have to provide your own animal, your own yeah. Equipment and everything, uh, but those questions can be sent to me. You can either send me an email or uh, look up our instagram facebook page i 've got uh, the handle on all those it's uh the rodeo team at Bakersfield college
2: nice okay
1: for for both um, Instagram and for uh, facebook
2: okay and then if somebody uh, lady wants to check out the wrestling Program? How would they get in touch with uh, you with that?
1: So we also have an Instagram for our wrestling team. It is lady renegades wrestling, um, and then you can also send me an email: a n d r e a dot p r i s e at bakersfieldcollege.edu.
2: Okay. Cool. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I learned a lot. I love it. I, I love that you're so passionate about both of those things, man. It's awesome.
1: I feel so lucky to be able to have, you know, the opportunity to be involved in both. And, you know, yeah. I, I went to BC. I've always loved the school. Um, and just to be able to come back and, and help out, it's just been kind of a dream come true. It's, it's awesome. So thank you for having me. I. You I bet. can talk all day.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to try to get some folks and come out on November 11th to the to the rodeo. That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: You bet. And we, it, since it is on Veterans Day, we are um, veterans come in for free. So
2: okay, good to know. Bring all
1: your veterans. Uh, we're also doing a uh, opening ceremony for veterans. So oh. if you have anyone who wants to be in the arena. Um, either joined with their brothers or they just feel like they they want to come like be down in the arena um, all for veterans to come down and uh, join us down there
2: okay well thanks again and uh, I hope to see you sometime soon and uh, take care
1: same here and thank you so much
2: all right bye-bye
1: The Guy Jeans Podcast.